Father, tonight we're so grateful for this time that we can spend in your presence. Thank you, Lord, for sparing our lives to bring us to another time of fellowship and worship, seeking your presence. Oh, Lord, we thank you so much tonight for our Lord Jesus, the Lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world, his blood that was shed to bring us redemption, freedom, deliverance healing and victory father tonight we are so grateful to you for making us your children lord you have never failed us many a times lord we made promises and we promised to do things and to serve you the way you want us to but our foot would slip and in our humanity god we'll fail but lord we know that you never fail 
And regardless of our failures and our shortcomings, Father, you still love us and you still show mercy and grace and compassion. And tonight in a very special way, we bring all of your children before you. Those that are faced with so many different battles in life. Sicknesses, Lord. Problems. Confusion. Depression. Anxiety. Stress. Oh, God. We pray tonight in the name of Jesus. You tell us to pray, Father. You said in your word for us to call upon you and to pray and to believe you. And tonight we gather together in one accord, Father. In one spirit and in one mind. We call upon you, Lord, and we pray that you'll reach down your hand of mercy and your hand of compassion, your hand of deliverance. And Lord, break those chains that hold your people in captivity, Father. Set them free, we pray. Touch our minds. Lord, tonight we need more of you. More in our lives, God. We need more of you in our daily walk. Oh, Father, we need to fellowship and communicate more with you, to spend more time in prayer, seeking after you, God. Lord, our world is not getting better, it's getting worse. And I pray tonight that you'll please, Lord, preserve your children, keep them safe from deception and the attacks of the enemy, Father. Help us to grow more spiritual. Let righteousness and holiness be integral parts of our lives, we pray tonight. In Jesus' name, Father, open our eyes to see more of you. Help us to understand your will, to embrace truth, to walk in truth, Father, to share truth, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We ask, Lord, that you'll be with us over this weekend. Invite your presence to be in our midst. Oh God, we pray that you'll make a way for your people, especially where there seems to be no way. Pray and ask it tonight in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we praise you. Amen and amen. We thank you tonight, Lord. Trust and obey. Believe him and say, Well, I believe, I believe God. I believe God. I believe God. and obey, believe him and say, oh I believe, I believe God, I believe God, I believe God, as what you will, and it shall be
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You could be seated, please. Church is a good place to be. And uh, really appreciate the spirit we feel tonight in our midst. It would be a very sad day if we ever to come to church and don't experience the presence of God in our midst. It would be very sad for every one of us. But the reason why we keep coming back service after service is because this is a special place. It's a place where we can come and bring our problems and our burdens and our needs, our weaknesses to God. And He never fails. And uh, the scripture says, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I listened to uh, Wednesday night and it put my mind back 45 years ago when I was back in Guyana when we started a little work in Guyana and uh, uh, the lesson we had on Wednesday it was to me it was dealing with a little bit of creation <laughs> it was dealing with quite a bit of the Godhead it, uh, it uh, dealt with uh, some of the pre-existence of Christ. It showed that God alone had immortality and so forth and so on. If you realize the, the way our lessons are going, it's not just taking one subject and stick to one subject and leave it as that. But we are all over the Bible. The priest lips, the scripture says, should keep knowledge and they that seek the law should seek it at his mouth scripture also says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge and uh, not because I attend church for 45 years means that I understand everything that's been done or said or taught in the church uh, but we're getting to that place right now in this age that we are living in that it's no more time to just attend services and come and enjoy a beautiful service and the singing. It has to be more than that. It's got to be a time where there has to be personal commitments to God. And uh, coming to church, we need to pay attention. As, as we have said in times past, we need to milk the service. And that means when the worship is going on, we take full advantage of that. And God inherits the praises of his people. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. And some of us may have had some problems in life that it seems impossible for us to handle it by ourselves. There are some problems too big for us to to, uh, to overcome or handle. And that is why we need the church. Uh, this is a place that when we sing. And uh, we appreciate the songs we sing. And uh, that's the time we need to get involved. And put our minds in God. Asking for, your, for his help and your deliverance. 
And the Lord has been faithful to every one of us, hasn't he? And we do appreciate the Lord for that. And uh, I remember when we started the work in Guyana and uh, we dealt with different aspects of the scriptures and different doctrines. We had a group of people, a group of young men especially, that would every day, almost every day, we would gather together and we would talk scriptures. Uh, things were said that we have never heard before. And we did not just accept it wholeheartedly and open our mouth and swallow everything that was said to us. No. It took time and uh, it, was a, it was a time that we read the scriptures. And you know what was wonderful? Is that we would have read that scripture a dozen times. And never saw the truth or the light of that scripture until the Lord opened our eyes and our minds at that particular time. Yeah. And then we saw it, we were so excited. And the thing is, the thing is, the beautiful thing about this, this, uh, this message that we have is that there is just not two scriptures or three scriptures or a dozen scriptures to prove a point or one of the doctrines or to, uh, to, to support one of the teachings of, the, of this fellowship. Uh, or the Word of God. But every corner of the scripture that you'll open up, it ties in so beautifully together. There's line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little, and it all ties in together. And this allow me to see how God is building His church. Scripture says, I'll build my church. And the gates of hell, death would not prevail against it. And I believe if we were still back home in Guyana, I think we would have been more aggressive with this message and teaching this message and preaching more in that land. When we started first, there would have been more responses. Of course, there might have been more battles. And we did fight a lot of battles uh, when we started. There was a lot of battles we had. But it was beautiful to see on Wednesday when we, we dealt with, we start with, as a matter of fact, you know, we, we touch in Genesis and then we end up in Revelation. Almost everywhere in the Bible, we just went all over and we, we came back and we ended in Revelation. And uh, I'm very cautious now in saying this word, beginning. <laughs> uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form, or became without form, was without form and void. And I never understood that until it was opened up to me and I saw light. Uh, something transpired, and what I'm saying tonight, or what we see over this pulpit, is without prejudice. It might have been a time when there was something before that, because as we saw in the Word of God, and we we see naturally people have uncovered uh, rocks that are billions of years old. And our kids were asked questions in school. If this earth is just 6,000 years old, how can you say that, how, how can you answer to the fact or a question that says this, this is a rock here that's 6 or 7 billion years old? And, and we dealt with that in our youth class quite extensively. And it helps me to understand that, that God, unless He touches our minds, we would never be able to comprehend 
uh, his vastness and his goodness and his greatness and some of the things written in this book. As much as we uh, did not understand how Jesus, when he was uh, at that wedding, uh, it, it, it was it in Cana, uh, when uh, they brought him uh, 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 those pictures of water and, and he prayed over it and he gave thanks and he turned it into to wine. Uh, fermentation does not happen overnight. It takes a while. And these are things that makes us to understand that uh, the scripture is not meant, this Bible is not meant for everybody uh, to understand. But it takes a time. When the fullness of time was come, the scripture says, God sent his son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. When the time was fully come, God opened our minds and opened our eyes to understand truth. How old was Adam? When he was placed in the Garden of Eden. Uh, how old was the, that tree, that fruit tree when God placed it in the Garden of Eden? And uh, what the scripture means when, the, when David, I think in the Psalms, was talking about the oil uh, was for the, to make the face of man in the earth, to make the face of man to shine. And God set it upon the circle of the earth. All these scriptures come into play uh, helps us to understand that God has truth in this Bible. And unless he opens up the truth to every one of us, we will not understand it. And we will not be able to give an answer to anyone who asks a question. And this is how we understand when it says, and the earth uh, uh, was without form. The same word, I believe, the word was, uh, and Brother Terry can uh, may be able to support this. Uh, the same word was, was used again in Genesis when, uh, uh, when the Lot's wife became a pillar of salt uh, the same thing the same word was used so this earth was without form or we can say this earth became without form and void uh, and darkness covered the face of the earth and all of this uh, it's uh, it's important for us to understand and know it when he says let us make man in our image who was he talking to uh, was he talking to himself absolutely not and we understand today in our world, there are groups that uh, I would believe that God is a, is, is, is a trinity. The Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And there's another group that will believe that it's, uh, God is one. Whether it's the Father, or the Son, or the Holy Ghost, it's just one person. And I believe for years that, uh, that uh, it was uh, uh, three people, uh, three persons in one, one form. Until the Lord opened up the scripture. And you know every time I open my Bible now. I get to understand the truth of God's word. Uh, that Jesus was the firstborn of God's creation. The first of God's creation. He was the beginning of God's creation. Uh, if it was uh, Jesus was equal with the father. Uh, then he would not have said in John 14 and verse 28. My father is greater than I. And David will not have said in the 75th chapter of Psalms, Psalm 78, 35, when he says, And they remember that God was their rock, and they hired God their redeemer. And they all drank of that spiritual rock that followed them in the wilderness, and that rock was Christ. And Jesus is that foundation and that rock that followed them in the wilderness, which meant that Jesus was, didn't come uh, in the, from the manger. He came way before that. He existed way before that. And if you, if you would just bear with me for a moment here. Over here 
in the uh, in the first chapter of the book of Colossians, and we have we have saw we have seen this so many times, and we read about this so many times, and in Colossians chapter one, and follow with me as I water this lesson that we had here on Wednesday night. It talks here in Colossians chapter one, and I think I need I want I want verse uh, uh, verse thirteen, verse twelve. It says, "Giving thanks unto the Father, who had made us meet or fit." To be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Who had delivered us. That's the father had delivered us from the power of darkness. And had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. In whom, that's his son. In whom we have redemption through his blood. Even the forgiveness of sins. Who, that's Jesus. Is the image of the invisible God. And on and, and Wednesday we thought about, we, we, we heard about that if you want to know what the Father is, when, when uh, was it uh, that uh, one of the disciples says, show us the Father? And he says, Jesus said, you have seen me, who have seen me have seen the Father. Uh, was it the Father in person? No, the reflection of the Father could be seen in the face of Jesus Christ. His lifestyle. Uh, what he portrayed was seen in Jesus. He says, who is the image of the invisible God? The firstborn of every creature. All a minute there now. If Jesus was the firstborn of every creature, what happened to the rest of the creatures? Well, I believe, and the word of God tells us, uh, we don't know when was what God, uh, the, the existence of God before uh, creation. We can't say who made God. We don't know. But Jesus had a beginning. He says, I am Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end. And here what the, the scripture says, he's the image uh, of the invisible God. Uh, firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created. This is Jesus. When God made Jesus, was the first of God's creation was the Lord Jesus. And this is what got us excited in Guyana. When we heard these things and we saw these things, we understood these things and we embraced them quite a bit. And then you know what? Because we appreciate this scripture and this line of thought, God opened our minds to all the truth in the word of God. You see, to him that hath, more shall be given. If you had an ear to hear, let him hear. And him that hath, more shall be given. Even more than what you already have. Why? Because you are hungry and thirsty for more of God. And he says, He's, by him all things were created. That are in heaven and that are in earth. Visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominion or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. Now hold your finger, and we looked at this scripture also here, was it uh, Revelation, the third chapter of the book of Revelation, when the, the Lord was writing to the church of the Laodicean, was it? In Revelation, the third chapter. And this is what makes the Bible interesting. Uh, there is absolutely not enough scripture to prove there's one in the Godhead, or there, there are three in the Godhead. And we have dealt with this on Wednesday night, and this is only touching the tip of the iceberg. Uh, there are dozens of scriptures. As a matter of fact, we took the challenge in Guyana uh, with uh, those that taught the Trinity and those that taught the oneness. 
I said every scripture, and we were bold. We did not back away from any, any discussion. Uh, we did not back away. Uh, you bring your doctrines, and uh, we challenge uh, churches. As a matter of fact, it was a time when we said, you kept every, to every one scripture that you can quote to prove the Trinity, we'll give you a couple dozens of scripture to show that there's two in the Godhead. And this is what we were brought up on. And we have over the years have experienced God in a more significant way. And that is why tonight we are here. I am here because God had touched my mind. God had touched my heart. And God had touched my spirit. And opened my eyes to truth. And allow me only to memorize or recognize truth. But to live truth. To walk in truth. To understand truth. And get excited about truth. And you shall know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Jesus said, I'm the way. The truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So over here in Revelation, the third chapter, when he was writing in verse 14, he says, And unto the angel of the church of the Elysians write, These things said the Amen, and the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Jesus was the first being that God ever created. And then what happened after that? He created everything else. See, God made Jesus first. And then Jesus made everything else that followed. And this is why we understand the scriptures in the right way. We can teach the scriptures in the right way. And God has given us an understanding that we need to embrace. As Paul was writing to Timothy, I think it was, when he says there is one God and one mediator. Between God and man. And who is that person? The man Christ Jesus. There is one God. And one mediator. Between God and man. The man Christ Jesus. And remember uh, the scripture which we dealt with in, uh, in, uh, in John. Was it John the first chapter? I love the Godhead. It's one of my favorite subjects to deal with the Godhead. In John, is it John the first chapter of John we looked at? And quite recently, I had a discussion with a gentleman regarding this uh, person that was uh, teaching there is only one in the Godhead. And it says here in John, it talks about it. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Well, who was the Word? Uh, Revelation, I think the 19th chapter, talks about Jesus, that he had a vesture dipped in blood, and his name was called? The Word of God. See, Jesus is the Word of God. And in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And then he, the gentleman said to me, he says, you see, and Jesus was God. Well, I said, your name is John. His name was John. It says, in the beginning was John. And John was with man. And John was man. I said, that doesn't mean that Jesus is the same as the Father. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the word was God. That word God was just a noun that describes his nature. And so we understand the word of God as the word of God. And this is where God has blessed every one of us that are sitting here tonight. And are listening over the air. To help us to understand who God really is. Sure. If our understanding of God is thwarted. 
then we will not serve Him the way we ought to serve Him. If we don't have a proper understanding of who Jesus really is, how can we serve Him if we don't understand Him? But God is gracious. He is good. He is merciful. And He is kind. And this is what we appreciate God a whole lot for. You see the lesson on Wednesday night? It was timely. And this, these are the times we are living in that unless we understand the scriptures and the doctrines, take heed unto yourself, Paul said, and to the doctrine. We need to understand the doctrines before we can keep the laws of God and understand the commandments and the precepts of God. We need to know what the laws of God are. How many years have we been in the church? Do we understand the resurrections? Do we understand what hell really is? Do we understand the Godhead? If we are faced out there with someone with a question, are we adequately uh, describing the truth to that person? Or we could just stammer our way out and argue our way out without understanding. This is why we need the church. This is why we have a church here in our midst to give us the word of God and help us to understand truth and the doctrines of the word of God. This is a good place to be here. This is a great place. And here uh, in, uh, in uh, leave your finger in these scriptures, but there are, there's a very important scripture that I, I looked over the years and, and we, uh, we were taught about this. And this is a scripture found here in 1 Corinthians. Uh, the, uh, the 11th chapter, I think it is, when Paul was writing and describing the order that God has established. Here in 1 Corinthians, the, the 11th chapter, uh, he says here in verse 1, he says, Be followers of me, even as I am of Christ. He says, And now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things. Paul had given more than ever to the Corinthian church. You remember me in all things, not only when you come to church, but natural things. Remember me in your prayers. And this is what we need to understand the source of our life. The person that's giving us truth and meat in due season. We need to pray for our leadership. Pray for our pastor. Pray that God will strengthen him. You know there will be such a strong resistance coming to this church in our in our midst right now in our time right now there's resistance but there will be stronger resistance oh what, what happens when the two witnesses are clothed in sackcloth and ashes there are questions today over CN, cnn and over the uh, the uh, uh, the news media this is what's happening to the voice of the church but all this was happening today, with immoral uh, pr promotions that's happening, where is the voice of the church? Do you know that the church should be cut back and limited to its function, to what we can preach? It, it'll be limited. What it means when they'll be in the wilderness. You know, there was a person in, uh, in Toronto the other day that... In Guyana, we used to have a little microphone and we can go to the street corner and preach the word of God and preach and, and people would be added to the church. But there was a gentleman in, in, uh, in Toronto the other day that had a little microphone and he had a little gathering and he was talking about Jesus and the coming of Jesus. And do you know they charged him for public mischief? 
That is nothing to what's going to happen to the church. If we cannot serve God and attend church when it's freedom right now, do you think we will be able to serve God when the pressure is applied? Unless we have a strong connection with God. Unless we have a strong relationship built with God. Unless we love righteousness as God loved righteousness. And we hate iniquity as God hates iniquity. We will be carried away with the deception of this world. With all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. Because they receive not the love for the truth. That they might be said God will send them strong delusions. That they'll believe a lie and be damned. The Muslim countries right now. Have banned social media. TikTok is banned from some of these nations. Why? Because too much time is wasted. And, it, and some of these things are not of no benefit. But here we have the doors open for the church. We have an opportunity to come here. Are we here by pressure? Or are we here because like David said, I love the habitation of God's house and the place. Where his honor dwells. There are dark days lying ahead of us. Now is the time for us to get our roots deeper in God. To lay our foundation right now. It's the best time for us to do this. May God help us to understand where we are in Him right now. If we weigh ourselves, should we ask ourselves the question, when Jesus left His disciples, He says, I'll pray the Father to send a comforter. <clears throat> and He'll be with you. He said, now He is with you, but He shall be in you. And in John 14, I believe it says, He says, He says, and at that day, You'll understand the Godhead. He didn't say the words like that. But he says that that day. You shall know. That I am in the Father. And the Father is in me. And I am in you. And you in me. What day was that? The day of Pentecost. When they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. God touched their minds and they had an understanding to know that there was something that was dwelling in God the Father. And the same was dwelling in Jesus and was dwelling in us. That's how Jesus is in us. <laughs> and Paul said in Corinthians, I think it was, he says, And God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. And he went on to say in another scripture, he says, and Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now if the Holy Spirit was a person, how can a person be in a person? And there's all arguments on that, that's, that's so, so foolish arguments on that. But at that day, they understood when they had the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That Jesus... And the Father were separate entities. And the, the, the disciples, it says, uh, when Jesus prayed in John 17, he says, Father, make them one as you and I are one. 
It didn't mean that Peter is going to be joined up to John and, and John will be joined up to Philip and they're all going to become one big man together. No, it means one in purpose, one in motive, one in spirit. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were in one accord. They, they had the minds together. That's what the Holy Ghost does when he possesses you or fills you. It makes you think alike. Now if you've got the Holy Spirit. And I've got the Holy Spirit. There should not be divisions among us. We begin to think alike. Because we have that true Holy Ghost in us. Not because someone rattled tongues mean that they're baptized with the Holy Spirit. No. At that day you shall know that I'm in the Father. And the Father is in me. And I in you. And you in me. That was the day of Pentecost. And we appreciate God for that. Over here again. In, 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 uh, let's continue this scripture in 1 Corinthians the 11th chapter. And Paul went on and says, I praise you brethren that you remember me in all things and keep my, the ordinances that I've delivered on, them unto you. Verse 3. And this is what really, really blew us away in Guyana. When he says here, he says, but I would have you know that the head of every man is... Christ and the head of the woman is the man and the head of Christ is God. God Christ has a head and that head is God and man has a head and that head is Christ and he speaks that a woman might have been a church the head of the church is Christ and we appreciate God for the truth of his word. There are times ahead of us that we need to memorize these things. We need to understand. Now leave your finger in, in 1 Corinthians 11 chapter. I wonder how did Paul, when he write, wrote all his epistles, how did he introduce himself in the letters? How did he start? You read it from Romans, the first chapter. The first chapter you read Romans. How did he say? Let's, let's look at that for a moment. In Romans the first chapter. And see how did Paul really talk about uh, things in Romans. It says concerning his son Jesus. Our Lord which had made of the seed of David according to the flesh. Uh, back up to verse 1. Paul a servant of Jesus Christ called to be an apostle. Separated unto the gospel of God. Which he had promised before. By his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord. Was made the seed of David according to the flesh. And declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness. By the resurrection of the dead. And this is where we are heading to. The resurrection of the righteous dead. And Jesus, God brought him down as a child in, 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 the, in the manger. Put him out of existence. Put him in the, in the earth. He was declared to be the son of God. by in the flesh, Son of David by in the flesh. But a day came. Jesus did not have immortality. Before his resurrection. True. When he created everything in the earth. He did not have immortality. God alone had immortality. The beautiful thing about it is that at his resurrection, he was declared to be 
the Son of God in its fullness. Immortality simply means life within yourself. You never could die. Our soul is not immortal. The soul that sin it, it shall die. Jesus poured out his soul in Matthew unto death. When we die, what is our soul? The intellect, our sensibility, and the will. The power to think, the power of choice, and to act. When someone dies, what happens? That ceases, just ceases to exist. They don't think anymore, they don't feel anymore, they don't act anymore. But the resurrection would make a big difference in the life of every child of God. When Jesus was resurrected he was declared to be a son of God in his fullness by the resurrection hold your finger there and uh, oh let, let's finish this off here it says in verse 7 it says to all that be in Rome beloved of God call to be saints grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost no, no it did not say that Paul just named two entities, the Father and the Son. Now leave Romans. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 says, Grace be unto you and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. And you go out to all the epistles of Paul, this is the way he introduced himself. The Father and the Lord Jesus. Now the head of the man is Christ. The head of Christ is the Father and the head of the woman is the man. Where is the Holy Ghost? Where is the Holy Ghost? If the Holy Ghost was part of the Godhead and that's God's order, where is the Holy Ghost? At that day, you shall know that I'm in the Father, and the Father is in me, and I knew and you in me. The Holy Ghost was in all of those beings. And it's a beautiful thing. And may God help us to understand what these lessons are, they're designed to do to every one of us. The Holy Spirit was in all of these individuals. God the Father is a separate entity from God the Son. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God the Father, the Spirit of the Son, that you and I would have. That's how we know that we are in Christ. God was in Christ reconciling the world, and we are in Christ, and Christ in us, the hope of glory. And God has helped us over the years to understand the truth of His Word. As the Father had life in Himself. Life in Himself is immortality. He had immortality. So had He given to the Son Paul, uh, John said, I think it might have been John, the fifth chapter, he says, As the Father had life in himself, so had he given to the Son to have life in himself. One scripture before I, I, I bring this uh, session to a close, but here in, uh, I think it might have been in, in 1 John, uh, I want a scripture in 1 John, when John was writing in his little epistle here in 1 John, I, I think I'm looking at the chapter, chapter 3. Yeah, chapter 3 says, Behold, what manner of love the Father had bestowed upon us, 
that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Verse 2. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Every man had this hope purify himself. We don't know right now what we are. But when we see him, a hundred and forty and four thousand, hundred and forty-four thousand, when they see Christ, they would be like Christ. How would they be like Christ? They'll have the same body and spirit and immortality as the Father has and as Jesus has. There will be a hundred and forty four thousand and two immortal beings dwelling in eternity. And that's a wonderful thing to think about. To understand that we are not living here without any hope in our hearts. But we are living here because God has promised us that if we are true and faithful, there would be a resurrection. And that day is coming. Sorrow may endure for a night. You go through your pains and your suffering right now. But that will soon be ended. Sorrow may endure for a night. But joy cometh in the morning. No grave can hold my body down. No grave can hold my body down. When the trumpet of God shall sound. And the dead in Christ shall rise. No grave shall hold my body down. God is beautiful and merciful and kind and good to every one of us. You will not need that prescription from your doctor anymore. No, you don't have to stand in line at the clinic anymore, the walk-in clinic. No, you don't have to go to the drugstore anymore. But God will give you a brand new body, altogether free from the curse. Sickness would be a thing of the past. Sorrows would be a thing of the past. Mourning and pain will be a thing of the past. And God said he will make everything new. He created new heaven and a new earth. And this is the promises and the hope that every one of us do have and possess in our heart. Thank God for this truth. Thank God for the word of God and the scriptures he has given us. This Bible is becoming so precious to every one of us. Why don't you join with me in prayer right now? Amen. Father, tonight we thank you for your mercy and your grace. Thank you, dear God, for opening up the scriptures to every one of us. And I ask you, Father, would you please help us to hide your word deep down in our hearts. To understand the truth, Lord, so that we can be made free. Open our minds and our hearts and our understanding. Left to ourselves, Father, we would not be able to make it. But with you, God, we know all things are possible. Give us the strength to face tomorrow. The confidence, O oh God, and our trust in you. Increase our faith, O oh Lord, in you. Regardless of what happens in society, that we will not be moved. But we'll be fully grounded and rooted in Jesus. Pray and ask it tonight. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Uh,